the very first day we own the practice, I would go to unlock the door, walk in, and there is water everywhere. My heart just dropped. What are we going to do? We have patients booked. I got loan payments to make, and now my practice is literally flooded. And you must listen. Welcome to the Drilling Millions Podcast. The Drilling Millions Podcast. Lessons from some of the most successful dentists on the planet. I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich. Presented by Sage Dental Partners, your practice transition team. That escalated quickly. Coming to you from Toronto, podcasting to the world. Please welcome, welcome. Akil Chawla. This was probably one of the all-time episodes of the Drilling Millions podcast. Really great and, and deep conversation with Dr. Neki Jamal. I had hosted Neki on my old podcast, uh, The Majestic Mutt. So we were pretty well acquainted with one another. But what we uncovered through this podcast were beyond business, beyond dentistry, and really looking at what makes people happy, what gives people purpose, and how to orient your life in a way and structure in a way that it's going to be fulfilling for you, but more importantly, fulfilling for people around you. We talk a lot about how Neki gives back in, in various forms, including through his continuing education with third molar extractions, how he built a 24-op practice, and how on the very first day it flooded, and really handling setbacks and failures along the way. Now we cap it off with finding a path in dentistry. There's so many ways you can you can go about this profession. You can go into a specialty, you can go into business, you can go into being an associate. There's just endless possibilities. So we talk a lot about that. Neki's actually going to be at the dental school conference. I think it's a Canadian dental school conference in early January. I believe it's January 13th and 14th. He's the keynote speaker there. I'll be there as well. Any of the listeners are going to be there. Shoot me a DM at Dentistry Poppy. Would love to see some of you guys. But most importantly, come support Neki because this man is just awesome and so inspiring to talk to every time I, I get the pleasure of speaking to him. So let's get into this episode. You know, you have almost two ways of, I feel like two very distinct ways uh, that you have to think about things, right? You're you're obviously a very competent clinician to a point where you can even teach about, you know, clinical dentistry. Um, but then you also run a really successful big practice, and 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 you know, part of the show is peeling back the onion on on, you know, how to actually do that because you never get taught that in dental school. Um, so why don't you just tell us the the process of how you grew, you know, um, your your private practice from from when it started to now where it's at, which I think is about twenty four ops. Yeah, so uh it it's been a it's been a journey for sure. I always when I was in dental school, I remember hearing stories. You know what? Let's take a step back, okay? I was I was a true broke boy, man. Like I grew up dirt poor and my dad and I we were homeless at a time and I was 13 years old and I remember my dad saying, "Do you want this life?" And I was like, "No, I don't want this life." And he said, "It's time to study." And I was always the class clown. I was always the loud one. And it was until that happened to me, until I had to get that job at Pizza Hut working 30 hours a week at 14 years old. That's when like something clicked in my head and it was like, okay, you're going to work and life is going to be about work and and you're going to work harder than anyone you can. And that was my mentality. And that's still my mentality today. And, and, uh, um, (laughs) 
I always tell people when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, you hustle and you work. And I don't know why, even though I know where my next meal is coming from now, like I, I still have that mentality that I need to always be doing something. I always need to be working. Um, so that eventually led me into dentistry and that's a different story. But, uh, um, in dental school, I always looked at these guys. I'm like, how do these guys own so many practices? Like I would talk to a guy who'd own 12 practices. I'm like, why would you want to own 12 practices? Like, how do you have your name on 12 different doors and expect to have that same level of connection with people? And I was never always really good or really focused on the business side of dentistry. To me, dentistry was more about connection and it was more about like how I can connect with people and, and help them and, and, you know, change their lives, give them confidence, have them be able to walk an inch taller with a smile so big, you know what I mean? And so that's, to me, that's what dentistry was. And, um, so I graduated and I needed a job and I, uh, I graduated from the university of Saskatchewan and, um, my partner and I, we, uh, um, uh, she was working in Lloyd Minster, Alberta already. So that's two hours from Saskatoon. And I was like, okay, let's, let's go there and, and let's work. And back then there was, uh, I believe it was nine ops and we bought the practice. And I remember, um, going to my banker on December 30th, 2009 and being like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can take out a loan for this much money because this amount of money is unfathomable to me. Like I had 150 grand of student loans. And even then I was like, how am I going to ever pay this back? Right. And now you're taking a loan for millions of dollars and you're like, do I really have this in me? And I remember I didn't sleep for, for weeks after that. And the very first day we owned the practice, the very first day, January 4th, 2010, I would go to unlock the door, walk in and there is water everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. The entire practice is flooded. And wow. now I have these millions of dollars of loans and tears are literally rolling down my face as the broke boy from 1996 who was who had nothing now takes these loans out and now has nothing again. <laughs> and yeah. I remember just like my heart just dropped. What are we going to do? We have patients booked. I got loan payments to make. And now my practice is literally flooded. And, and the owner uh, in Alberta, we had to like install these um, hydrants, like these like fancy dishwashers, $10,000 KitchenAid dishwasher, basically, right? That washes your instruments. And he did it himself. And I was like, what do I mean? just hire a plumber, man. And he did it himself because that was part of the agreement that that needed to be in place. And he did it himself and it flooded. Like he didn't attach a hose properly. Oh man, it just it brings heart palpitations now. And that was then. So, you know, eventually you you grow on that. And, and uh, you know, a couple of years later, um, we had the opportunity. There was a pet store beside us and they were moving. So we we're like, okay, well, you know, should we, should we open that area? Like, should we buy that area? And I was, I was always stuck in a fixed mindset. If you, you've heard the growth first fixed mindset, um, ideas and mentalities, I, I was always, I, you know, I was always fixed mindset. Like I can just work really hard at this one thing and I can't, you know, I, I, I wasn't accepting of new ideas out there. And, and, uh, uh my partner was like, no, Neki, this is something we have to do. And so I was, you know, I was choked. And back then, you know, we, we paid, I think about 500 grand to, uh, expand into this area. And, you know, then we had, 
uh, I think 17 ops and, and it, it allowed us to grow. And then I could really see like, man, we could get more associates and then we got more hygiene and then we grew, grew again. Uh, like during, uh, uh, COVID we, uh, took over the, uh, travel agent next door and, and we were able to expand again. And then I really wanted to, uh, create this, um, this vibe that the 13 year old me would just love. And so I've always, I've always been big into old school hip hop and I know it's not the traditional dental office, but I wanted <laughs> to create a section of this office that was dedicated to the 13 year old Neki. And so I put the rap quotes on the wall from my youth when I was listening to Biggie in the basement on like on a tape or like, you know, whatever outcast or so I put these rap quotes on the wall. And if you go on my Instagram, you can see it. And in, in like six foot letters, it says it was all a dream because it was. And Holy cow. Me, it was all a dream is not a rap quote. It's not about Biggie. It's about me because it was my dream to get here. Yeah. And this is what dentistry is to me now. So, man, I get all choked just listening to it because I was that 13 year old kid that had nothing. And now I look at to where I am now. And I'm just so blessed and grateful because it was all a dream and it still is right now. And I go to work every day. And I'm just so energetic because I'm like, man, these people hate being here. Let's be honest. No one likes dentistry, right? But mm -hmm. if I can give my all to these people here, what, what more can I give? You know what I mean? I live a life of service. If I can give my all to you and create a, a good experience for you, this is my dream. I'm living my dream. Everyone says like, Nikki, you work too much. You go home, you work, you go to school or you like, you go, you teach, you work and you go to like work during the day. And I don't care. I'm living my dream. I am the happiest kid in the candy store right now, man. Like yeah. I am loving my life and it's, this is my dream and, and it's, it's turned into uh, something awesome here. So how, how do you, because from, from the perspective of, you know, little Nikki and you know, looking at it from that perspective and, and and having the mentality that he must have had versus, you know, the mentality you have now, which is, you know, you said fix versus growth. How do you manage those two parts of your brain? Because we started the conversation by talking about like dentistry and, and you know, business, but screw that. That's obviously not the, that's not the important part. It's like, how do you manage the, how do you manage the two voices in your own head? Totally. Because I slip into a fixed mindset constantly where I feel like I can't do things and um, I'm not good enough to do things or, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not smart at certain things. So I can't do it. Like, like business, I may not be the smartest business dude out there. I've made some pretty bad decisions, but like, you know, I've made some failures some mistakes, of, of course, lost some money. That's okay. But was I able to learn from that scenario and, do I know what to do next time? Is it me that is dumb and made a wrong choice? Or was it, you know, myself being a little greedy in a certain scenario that made the choice? And so um, I used to think like I made some bad investing decisions and I'm more than happy to talk about all of them because that's how our dentists grow around us, right? No one's talking about their failures. And um, until you can turn that switch and say, listen, this is an error. Um, it did not go as planned, but I know what to do next time. That's the growth mindset. It's like always willing to try new things. It's learning about new things, knowing that 
it's not you that's dumb. It's, you know, he's just made a bad decision. You're not going to let that decision define who you are. I think that's growth mindset. It's knowing that the next string of pearls that you put down on there is going to be awesome because it is going to lead to something amazing. And you have to keep on trying new things and experimenting and, and learning what works and what doesn't. And uh, knowing that um, every person you meet is going to have a different path than you. And I talk to dentists that own 30 practices. And then I talk to me that just owns one, but like, man, I'm so freaking happy. And I don't care how much money they make. They don't care how much money I make. I don't care how green their grass is. And it took me a long time to get to that point where I stopped really caring how, how other people around me are doing. And I'm happy for them and I applaud them but I need to focus on me because it's my story. And, and that's how, that's how I deal with it is I applaud the people around me that are killing it. And I cheer them on because I want to be their biggest cheerleader, but I also know that their situation isn't mine. And I always want to make the best of my decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. And before the podcast, I was just doing some, you know, research into your socials and stuff. And I, I, I actually, seen you as you know I, I didn't know the story in your, in your background so I'd seen you as just a very you know forward-thinking dentist because you know you have uh you have videos on your on your Instagram of like you know this videographer that looks like he has some really cool editing and he comes in and he like films you doing the procedures and you know not your traditional way where it's just like a, a fixed camera angle it's like music it's like Drake in the background it's super hype um also another thing if you ever google yourself there's a there's there's a Spotify link that's to someone named um, Nikki Jamal, and I was like, holy shit, this guy is, is he's a pop star too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta yeah. check this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. I'll send you the like. And I'm like, I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like twenty thousand listens a month. <laughs> like, why is he still in dentistry? <laughs> that's awesome man. but 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 yeah. it's 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 um it's interesting because you take on that whole other aspect of you know, even when you look at dentists, you know, a lot of them rest on their laurels, right? You have the the ones that really want to grow, but then you have the others that sort of rest on their laurels a little bit. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, where I'm at, which again, it's not a mindset that's bad to have. I think you should always be content, you know, once you hit a certain level, because the post will always move, but, um, you know, you strike me as someone that's with, with, you know, with, with respect to, you know, your marketing and your, and your practice, like you're always growing and you're always trying to find new areas and new places to, to grow into. Even look at your podcast setup. Most people do it from their like iPhone, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. like, you have that going for you. Yeah, no, I, uh, if I do something, I want to be the best at it and I want to dive in a hundred percent. And if, if those things, I, let me take a step back. I think the problem right now that a lot of people face is, if it doesn't lead to a financial reward, I'm not going to do it. But I think once you start chasing those financial rewards, exactly what you just said, the post always moves. And, you know, you're thinking you want a million dollars after five years after you graduate. Fine. You get it. You're not any happier. Nothing changes except you've now moved your goal. You moved your goal post to 5 million and you chase it and you chase it for what? Like you can have as much money as you want in the world. It's not going to make you happier. You're just going to have more discontent that it's not more. You're always going to want more and understanding that about you and understanding that's the ego side of us that always is chasing more and more. That's not what's going to make you happy. If you have to do it for the right reasons, you want to be able to look inside and be like, listen, this is my goal. I want to grow this. 
and you want to, you know, think how you're going to grow it. Cause it's not the end goal that we're after. It's the process. If you can fall in love with the process of doing anything, whether that leads to a financial reward or not, if you can love and understand the process, you're going to do phenomenal things in your career. Yeah. 100%. I think those are the things that, you know, just speaking to people on this podcast, it's kind of ironic because, you know, speaking to people on the podcast, that's the number one thing that two things have popped, you know, you know, have kind of been a recurring theme. One is when you're growing something, just have incredible people around you because, you know, your, your self-worth is your network and, and, uh, your self-worth is, what is it? Your net worth is your network. That's, that's, oh, I one. like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the other is, you know, when you, if you're doing something, if you don't love it, if you're just doing it for the money, it'll never do well. And ironically oh, enough, this pod- podcast is one of the only things that, you know, people are like, why do you just like, it's not like I'm, it's not making me a millionaire. It's not really, you know, it, 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 it has no, you know, hidden agenda. It's just, I love talking to people and I love hearing people's stories. And for me, it's like on a Saturday morning, you know, you and I are just sitting here you know, I'm sure you could be coaching basketball and I could be yeah. uh, doing whatever <laughs> I like to do, binging Netflix, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I just love doing this. It's like the thing totally. I'm super passionate about. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. If passion isn't in it for you, exactly what you just said, man, you're going to, there's no such thing as a, as, a, as a quick buck out there. And unless passion drives your motivation, you're not going to do well and you're not going to succeed in whatever goal that may be. Um, man, I got so much to talk about this whole subject. This, I don't even know where to begin, man, because, um, I used to be that dentist that was looking over the fence and I'd be like, man, my, my buddy is opening a second practice and I would internalize it and be like, what am I doing wrong? And so then I would dive into my numbers and I would be like, okay, I need to set these goals. I need to um, I want to raise my hygiene by 4%. I want to cut my cost by two and a half percent. How am I going to cut my cost by two and a half percent? Um, how am I going to grind on Sinclair to cut my cost 2%? <laughs> how, how am I going to raise staff? How am I going to lower marketing? And it just became a numbers game for me. And I was hounding my accountant, man, give me my income, income statement so I can dive into this. But the income statements always came six weeks after you know, the month. Right. And you're like, well, how am I supposed to create change if I don't know what's going on in real time? Um, but then I just became miserable. Yeah. Like absolutely miserable. Cause I was chasing these goalposts. Like, what does that matter? Why do I have to save 1% of, of my, you know, year end revenue and have a horrible time doing it? Why can't I just focus on the things in dentistry that bring me so much joy? And, and that is making cool videos. Like people say like, Nikki, you're great at marketing. And I'm like, I'm not marketing at all, man. Like I'm just literally having fun. I don't, I've yet to spend a dime on marketing because I don't market. I, I just have fun. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at when it comes to, to those type of things is if you want to do something, just dive into it, but you have to have fun with it. Otherwise you won't do well with it. And, uh, um, I have so much passion and so much energy behind dentistry because this is, this is so much fun for me. This is my hobby. Like, look at us, like we're Saturday morning. Like you said, there's nowhere else I would rather be, but right here, right now is talking about dentistry because this is my life and I love it. Yeah. You gotta love it. I, I just last week we had a uh, bloody tooth guy or, or Dr. Jason. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Hold on. I got to follow him. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez he's, what an, he's what an awesome honor. what an yeah. honor yeah absolutely he, yeah. he's such an awesome guy but we were talking about 
you know, the business side of it. And he's like, man, like I never look at the, cause you know, you, you see he's growing. He's at like 10 practices, 10 oral surgery practices in New York and New Jersey. And he wants to grow up by 10 X. And I'm like, you know, it's either one of two ways you're, you, you know, you're either looking at the balance sheet, you know, looking at the, you know, the costs and, and, and how much is this going to, you know, be, how much is going to affect my bottom line? Is this going to affect how much I take home? You know, but, but I was so shocked to see that he was like, for example, he, he sponsored the New Jersey devils, like the NHL team. Yeah. And he was like the official or surgery provider. He's like, if I was in corporate or if I was just focusing on the numbers, I would never get an ROI on that. You know, it, the yeah. ROI does not exist because no. you know what it, but what it does offer me is one, it's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And two, I get free tickets to, to like send my staff, send my referring dentist to, um, you know, it, it's great. I get to be involved with the organization. I'm passionate about it. So it's like things like that. If you're always looking, you know, at your practice, at your business, even at your life, um, through this lens of ROI, it's, it's just yeah. going to be this like cycle of, you know, you're, you're never going to actually achieve that goal. You kind of have to put that stuff aside and be like, you know, I'm just going to do this. Totally. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, and that also brings me to the point of why I will only stay in one practice because I hear stories like that. And I used to think, and for all the dentists out there listening, um, you are no different than someone who owns 10 practices and wants to grow 10 X versus staying in one practice. I don't think that like, I, I don't want those dentists to feel inferior because I used to feel so inferior because I would hear stories like that and it would just tear me apart. Be like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do that? Because man, that dude, that's phenomenal. I'm so proud of that guy, man. Like, look at him. We're, we're both dentists. I agree. He's a specialist and and he's, he worked very hard to get to that point and, and all due respect to him. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the dentist working in one clinic is any smaller than that, but it's all your mindset, right? Like, like, do I want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. I applaud him for, for doing that, but that's not my, that's not where my passion is. My passion is, and whatever your passion is to find your passion. My passion is walking into the room and talking to that one crying patient that's so scared to get their wisdom teeth out, putting your hand on their shoulder and being like, listen, I'm going to take care of you. For me, that gives me so much value. And that makes me feel so good. Like I've contributed to my day. You know what I mean? And, uh, um, I just want dentists to understand, especially dentists early in their career, you can't compare yourself to dentists that, that have a hundred practices or you're just working in your one. It doesn't make you any less of a clinician. Um, and you have the ability of doing that if you so choose to do so. Um, but, uh, don't, don't tear yourself down and don't always look at what your neighbor's doing. Just focus on your own story. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to look at, you know, your neighbor, especially in the GTA where we have five practices oh, on every street corner. Oh. Right. So it's rough, man. And I talked to dentists from there and it, it, they beat themselves up internally and, and they feel like they're, they're not succeeding if they don't compare to their neighbors, if they're not driving a Porsche or they're not living in this neighborhood. And until they understand none of that matters, they're always going to be stuck in their shell. And, and when they eventually realize that, you know, you are the leader of your own story and what they're doing, applaud them, but you are in charge of your own destiny, man, they will flourish and they will contribute so much to our profession and, and to society. And, and we'll 
truly see their true energy of who they are once they let all that crap go and focus on themselves. Yeah. Do you try to do your part in, you know, looking at the, you know, the grass is greener um, analogy, you know, I'm currently still in school. All my peers are in school. We do dentistry for actually we pay to do dentistry at this point, right? We pay to do that. I like that. I like that. (laughs) We pay to do dentistry. So it's like when we see people like you and have, you know, 24 ops and, you know, big practices and, you know, flourishing careers, do you try to do your part in, in coaching sort of the younger dentists and saying, you know, listen, it's not like you, you probably have at this stage more money than, than you ever thought you would and, and more money probably than, than you know what to do with, but do you do your part in, in, you know, coaching younger dentists and saying, listen, it's not about the money, you know, focus on, you know, a passion or, or yada, yada, yada. Do you do that? Oh, absolutely. Like I, uh, I was really humbled and honored to be the graduation keynote speaker last year at, uh, at my university, at the university of Saskatchewan. And that's exactly what I said. It was like, I know you guys are all focused on, on growing and paying off your debt and, and like you're overly ambitious and there's the cowboys in the class. And then there's the very nervous people in the class, like you were talking about, but you have to understand why you're here and, and what, what your potential truly is the damage your hands can actually make like the, the, the errors and the power you actually have of with your hands. Cause you can create so many amazing things out there or these hands can actually be your worst nightmare too right and so it's so important to let the the younger generation know that um we all have incredible potential out there and uh you know i try to reach out to as many of them as i can and i I get a lot of dms from dental students and and uh i just i wish someone told me you know 14 years ago when i graduated that like the the true power of your hands is you can you can help so many people around you in your hometown or across the world and no one can take your education away and you'll always have the opportunity to rebound from a, from a mistake or from an error or from a failure. And, uh, and you will grow as a person, as a, and as a clinician. Um, and you know, I hope to say that again, I'm like, I was telling you before, I'm going to uh, Montreal for the dental student conference. And there's, I think 500 dental students across Canada. So I cannot wait to talk to all of them and, and share that with them that we're all human and, and, uh, life is a string of pearls and, and you are going to be able to string the next pearl along and, and that will all be your story and you have the power of making it awesome. Like what you heard? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and follow Drilling Millions on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for exclusive clips.